Let's go. Episode two, Cato Sports. Absolute barn burner of a day here in Melbourne. Just, just that beautiful. I'm feeling really relaxed. I was able to get into the city and have a staycay with my partner last night. If you haven't done anything special with, with your, uh, with your partner recently, a staycay is just the best. Went to Crown Metropole. We ordered room service. We got up to the pool. Admittedly, at the pool, it was complete chaos. There was a thousand kids going completely berserk. They were doing bombs into the pool. They were splashing each other. More squeals than a Justin Bieber concert. Just absolutely nuts. But, you know, I like the vibe like that. You know, I'll cruise in. I'll, I'll, I'll find my way into a, into a little spot in the pool. Look out over the, over the city. Me and my partner. And uh, as we were looking out, we did realize that Crown doesn't miss a beat. They don't miss the tricks. They know what they're doing. Design features galore. These are the ones you don't expect. Looking out over the city, what do we get? View of the best, and a a brilliant view at that, of the best bridge in the whole entire world, the Montague Street Bridge. Just a perfect view of it. I didn't, it was just something I didn't know. I didn't realize that every single time someone went 60Ks an hour, cascading, crushing their car under the Montague that there was someone swanning around in the pool at the Metropole watching it live. Just, just brilliant to know. Anyway, getting into the sports, uh, lots to talk about. Bit of AFL first. Some sad news came out yesterday. Uh, Hawthorne footy club forward, Mitch Lewis, eight weeks out at, at a minimum, missing round one with an ACL sprain. It's the same knee that he missed the last three weeks of last year with as well. So really not good for a big guy like that to be getting the same, an injury to a similar area repeatedly season after season. He really did have a bit of a breakout season last year. He kicked 37 goals in 15 games. He had some really big games of kicking five plus. I think at Hawthorne, he's a crucial piece to their team and in a team that's very young and lost a lot of key older pieces uh, last year through free agency, he was one of those crucial pieces that needed to stand up and have a big year this year because they lose Gunston, because they they don't really have a forward line presence, because they were 18th last year in the midfield, you know, those forward trips are really important. And I think Hawthorne are getting better at moving the ball and getting the ball into their forward line at, at pace, but not having the big target of Mitch Lewis there is going to be really tough for the Hawks early on in the season and a team with that much youth it's it's going to be I think a, a tough start to the year for the Hawks if they're not going to have him out there uh, as a as a target for them I also really think it's important that I touch on the new rule changes going into next year that were released today uh, there's three rule changes two I like one I don't like so obviously we want to see AFL games where there is less whistles called than more. We don't want the umpires involved. The best umpire game every year, everyone agrees on, is the grand final. Why is that? Because they just put the whistle away and they let the boys play. It's what every fan wants. It's what every player wants. The, the product is so much better to watch if the umpires put the whistle away. 
Once umpiring decisions start affecting games, it lowers the quality of the product that we're putting out there. What the AFL have gone and done is they've removed, in Rule 1, 50-metre penalties for faking a player out on the mark. So if you're standing on the mark where you're not allowed to move side to side and someone fakes a handball to a guy running past, that's not a 50-metre penalty if the, if the guy on the mark moves. Tick, AFL. We don't want that being a 50-metre penalty. We don't want teams moving into scoring range on minor, minor technicalities that aren't affecting the flow of the game. Second rule, another one where the umpires are putting the whistle away, they're not going to announce a 15-second timer on someone shooting for goal. So originally they had, after 15 seconds, the umpire says 15 seconds to go. Then they do a hurry-up warning and then it's play on. They're removing that 15-second warning, so it's just a hurry-up and then it's a play on after that. So, again, put the whistle away, tick AFL, less whistles, better for play. Unfortunately, rule three is going to cause trouble. They They are saying that if a player goes to stand on the mark and then moves away, that is a 50 meter penalty. So you either need to go and stand on the mark and stay on the mark or not go near the mark and, and, and run immediately away from the five meter protected area. I guarantee you early in the season, this is going to be an issue for teams and an issue in games because two people will go and stand on the mark and then one will have to move away because that's just your instinctual, okay, someone's got to stand on the mark, two will go towards the mark, one will have to go away, 50 metre penalty. I think any rule that affects how someone moves instinctually is not a great is not a great look and not a great move. Do we really care as a community if someone one second after going and standing on the mark, then then gets out of the protected area. I, I don't. I know a lot of fans don't. I don't think the players care, and I don't think it affects the game. So it's a weird one. It's going to result early in the season in a lot more 50-meter penalties. The umpires will be harsh on it, and when they realize the, how, how it affects games in the wrong way, it'll taper off at, at the middle to end of the year, like all these rules do. It's always way too hard at the start, and then tapers off into the back end of the season. And then a lot of the time is even non-existent in the final series where umpires just go, nah, we're not paying technicality, stuff like that. So they're the three rules. Interesting how they you know, get, get uh, adopted into this season. I like the ones where they take away the whistle. That's going to be what's better for the game. Now, I do really want to talk about some NFL stuff. I... I, I love looking at how teams are created and how they were created over the last few years and how they've been created this season to go and win the championship. There are four teams in the championship round. Three of them aren't paying their quarterback. One of them is Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is a complete alien. His first drive against Jacksonville in the divisional round, every single person watching it, when they were watching it, literally locked in, okay, Kansas City are going to win the Super Bowl. That's how good he was. That's how electric he was at moving the ball down the field. He goes and gets injured, and still on one leg, Patrick Mahomes outplays Trevor Lawrence, who is you know one of the up-and-coming players in the league, the prince that was promised. Mahomes still outplays him on one leg. They go through to the next round. Reports are coming out. He's training, full participant. He'll be okay, and and I'm sure he will be, and I'm sure he'll still do Patrick Mahomes stuff, but he's not going to be at 100%. You can't have your ankle rolled up on and be 100%. One of the reasons we love NFL is because people go out and they play even when they're not 100%. 
the NBA regular season is is just a, a, such a slow burn and and really struggles to get people interested because the best players don't play if they're not 100%. They have a little niggle, take the night off. Back-to-back, take the night off. In the NFL, people just play. And Patrick Mahomes is not going to miss the AFC Championship game because he had his ankle rolled up on. He'll get a jab and he'll get out there and he'll dominate. But the other three teams aren't paying their quarterback. And they've been able to completely load their roster with amazing talent on all lines to get to that position. Now, the teams that aren't in the championship round are the teams that had quarterbacks who did get paid. Minnesota had Kirk Cousins, third highest cap hit. He's not in the, he's not in the championship round. Dak getting paid $40 million a year. He's not in the championship round. Why? Because he didn't have any receivers. Why wasn't Kirk Cousins there? Well, he didn't have a defense that could make a play all season. Aaron Rodgers getting paid $50 million a year. Not able to put that money towards having those really good receivers. And he had a few rookies this year who made mistakes in big in big parts of games. And that's hard to overcome. If you're not paying your quarterback, you've got $40, $50 million like they do at San Francisco to make sure Debo gets paid. Make sure Kittle's on your team. Go and get in the middle of the season, Christian McCaffrey. These are the types of plays you can make if you don't pay a quarterback. So really, it is it is quite important to build around your team, figure the quarterback position out later. You want that whole team set up, and then you go and deal with the quarterback. If you're paying a quarterback early, like they did in Dallas, like they did in Minnesota, you really will struggle because you just can't pay the the guys at the other positions, which you will need. We see guys like Dak come up against a defense, the, the San Francisco defense that has players on every single line that are untouchable. Uh, Fred Warner is the best linebacker in the league. Nick Bosa is the, is the best edge in the league. I mean, Gibson has come across at safety. Hufunga is, is one of the best safeties in the league as well. Dre Greenlaw is one of the best middle linebackers. It, you just can't get past that if you don't have any receivers, which which Dallas don't have outside of CD Lamb. Minnesota, there's no chance. You can't have a defense that bad. They got beat up on by Daniel Jones and the Giants. That's how bad their defense was because Kirk Cousins is getting paid so much money. I think if you look at a team like Detroit, they've decided, you know what, we'll take a middle-tier guy like a, like a Jared Goff, we'll take him, we'll pay him a bit less, and we'll load up everywhere else. We'll make sure that we've got a very good offensive line. We'll make sure that we can get Armin Ra St. Brown paid. We'll make sure that Jameson Williams will get paid eventually, and we'll make sure that we can get DeAndre Swift paid. They'd rather pay all those weapons that they've got now and have them there and have the cheaper quarterback because... You know, they've got a good offensive coordinator and and you don't need that amazing QB if you've got all the other weapons. I think that's what we've we've seen is although the league's become more quarterback-centric, it's almost become more get everything else right and hopefully the quarterback's not turning the ball over. If he's not turning the ball over and he can make some plays, that'll get you to the championship rounds. So... I think that's the way to do it. I I think Philly and San Francisco have both gone out and been really aggressive mid-season. They went out and got a lot of players. They got a lot of vets onto their team. They used 
all of that cap space that they had by not paying their quarterback to make their team very even across the board on every single line. I mean, the Bengals aren't paying Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, or Joe Burrow. And when you're not paying those three guys and they're as good as they are, your offense is going to be is going to be pretty good. I mean, Joe Burrow is a one, two, three QB in the whole league. He's he's that accurate. He's that on time. This is this is probably the year for the Bengals. They want to go out and hit it this year because again, you do you're not going to trade Burrow. You're not going to take a call on Burrow. You're going to have to pay him. You want to win it now while you're not paying him. That's the podcast today, guys. I just wanted to get some NFL in there. I hope you liked a little bit about the AFL. I'm excited for this round of the championship round of the NFL playoffs. It's going to be a sick one. I'll be, you know, I'll be watching it Monday morning. So uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next week.